everyone. It's the Bling Vera podcast for Monday, June 19th, 20 and 23. I'm your host, Bling Vera. You guys want to talk about some headlines first? Or should, I, should we do things a little bit differently today? Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's, let me tell a couple stories and let me complain a, a little bit and then we'll get into the news. And then from there, I used to do an opposite. I used to do the news and then I'd get into my own opinion. Now I'm going to do my own opinion and then get into the news. First things first, my foot still hurts. That's okay. I hope everyone had a happy Father's Day. I ate a bunch of onions and rice. I feel better after doing so. I still, I was cooked some fish. I didn't eat the fish. I ate some fish or I ate some steak over the weekend. Got sick again. I can't eat meat, man. And I keep saying this. I keep saying it and I, I keep going like, I think I can do it this time. I think I can handle meat. And it's like, you get sick the next day. Stop. Stop eating meat. <laughs> Stop, bling. No, I actually think this, I can have little bits of it. At times, it seems like it's fine. But then other times I'll have like steak, steak and rice, a very basic, simple meal. And it tasted so good. It was so good. And I usually get my medium rare, but I got it well done this time, just like because I, I didn't want to take any. I still get sick. Even well done, it tasted good. It tasted amazing. But I was in bed all day. And it's not, it's not like food poisoning. It's like I'm out, it zaps my energy. Um, as crazy as that might sound, as nutty as that might sound, it like, it's like, are you sure you weren't hungover? It's like, dude, I trust me. I can drink, I can drink and like get hungover and, and know the difference. Okay. I've been doing that for, I've been doing that for long enough. It wasn't, it, it, hey, it, it might've been a little bit less severe without a hangover. Sure. But it wasn't a hangover. I, I'm, I can tell you this. I, I'm sluggish. I'm in bed all day when I'm hungover which I don't really get hungover. But when, I, when I'm hungover, I still can function okay. I, I'll, I'll do it begrudgingly. I'll do it against my will. But I'll take care of what I need to take care of. Yesterday, I was in bed all day. Kind of going in and out of consciousness. And, and what did I have the night before? Steak. So, yeah. If you're thinking about becoming vegetarian, and if you get sick all, very often, I would recommend it. And I would also recommend eating a bunch of onions with rice and cooked onions. Now, slow it down. Slow it down. You're going to say, bling, I don't like the taste of onions. I don't like how onions taste. Like, I would have to agree with you in there, babe. I, I do. I don't, like, I don't like the aftertaste onions give me. I don't like it when I eat a bunch of onions. I don't even like onions on my hamburgers. So, could we have something else instead? No. What you're going to want to do is... Mince the onions, dice the onions, mince the onions up, get a bunch of lemon juice and soak them in lemon juice like you would a ceviche. And that's why ceviche is so good. I could eat ceviche, I think. You can eat raw fish, bling. <laughs> I'd give ceviche a chance. I'd give it a chance. If it was fresh fish, mahi-mahi, uh, halibut, but fresh halibut, I'd give ceviche a chance. The lemon juice and onions, and you have to get a lot of lemons, but the lemon juice in ceviche, excuse me, it actually cooks the fish. And that, I know what you're saying, bling, you sound nuts, nuts. Bling, you sound nuts. 
<clears throat> yeah, cheers. I do. But that those are the facts, my friend. Bling very you sound nuts. So I didn't have any fish. There was some fried fish. It was cooked. It was fried fish. But I was just like, I feel too gross today. I can't eat the fish. I ate all the onions, ate all the rice, and I felt better. I like immediately just felt better. And I was like, thank you. Like, man, I could I could eat cooked onions and like white rice with lemon juice. You don't know. You soak you soak the onions in the lemon juice, which gets rid of the onion taste and it makes it taste like candy. And then put lemons on top of the rice, hot rice, smoking hot, steaming, and, and you start eating it. And it's a, it's a, it sounds like a boring, and get some salt and pepper, throw some salt and pepper on top of it, you know, or, or add whatever. You can maybe do a hard boiled egg, maybe, maybe. Let's not push it though with the animal products. It sounds like a boring meal. It sounds like a bland, boring meal, like onions and rice, cabbage water again, borst. It's not that, though. It's actually very tasty, and it's very filling, and it doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. <clears throat> See, I'm just saying, dude. And this was not supposed to be a food podcast, but here we are, talking about food and talking about good eats. So thanks so much for listening, you guys. You guys are the coolest. Okay, so what's... Excuse me, what's next on the agenda? Let me wet my whistle here. I probably should have whipped up a batch of coffee, but yeah, we'll do it the next episode. We'll do it tomorrow morning or something, maybe. I don't know. I, my stomach's still not f- 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 like fully better. Feel, feeling better, fully better. So coffee kind of doesn't agree with me sometimes either. So yeah, I love coffee, but yeah. Sometimes you just have to make, you know, we all have to make sacrifices sometimes. The next thing I was going to talk about was childhood experiences. I'm talking about Father's Day. Last year's Father's Day episode that I made was top-notch, off the charts. This year's Father's Day episode didn't exist. It just didn't exist. Um, It just wasn't there. So we're doing it, we're doing it right now, but it's not really, it's, it's not really an homage to my father like the last episode last year was. I, I ended up getting sidetracked with iguanas and then invasive species in Florida and how I want to hunt iguanas in Florida. But in last year's episode, go back and listen, I think it was June 16th, was it? Whatever day it was. Um, my dad caught, uh, it's called a horned lizard or a horny toad. It's actually called a horn. We call them horny toads as kids. I always wanted to catch one. I never did. A horny toad will actually dispel. It'll, it will, or um, not dispel. It will um, disperse. It, it, it will shoot blood out of its eyes. Dispense. Uh, a horny toad will dispense blood out of its eyes as a defense mechanism. Like a vampire does when a vampire cries, bloody tears. A horny toad will do the same thing. This will make any animal think, I'm eating something that's sick, something that's not healthy. There's blood coming out of its eyes. Put it down. Don't eat it. Stop. It's shooting. It's actually shooting blood at me out of its eyes. There's something wrong with this animal. Don't eat it. 
and 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 on top of, on top of that, it's it's got a bunch of freaking spikes and spines on it. It's not a toad; it's a lizard that's called a horny toad. Look it up. Their primary source of food are ants and small insects, but mainly they'll just sit on an ant hill and just eat a bunch of ants. They'll just sit on an ant hill, and every ant that comes out, they'll just eat it. And then when they get full, they leave. <laughs> it's actually it makes sense, man. It's it's fun. It's funny, like. There's not a lot of animals that are like that. Where it's just like this, uh, termites, I guess. Yeah, termites, monkeys do it. Monkeys. They'll sit on a termite mound and just put the stick. Monkeys, are, they use tools to get the sticks inside. Anteater, an anteater. So there's some animals that do it. There's some animals that do it. But the, the horned lizard, also known as the horny toad, there's many different species. They will just perch... And and because they have scaly skin um, and a lot of spikes and just a lot of the scaly skin that you can't, it's like, it's like they're, that's like armor. What are the ants going to do? Bite the spines? Okay. The, the lizard just going to bite the ants off the spines. It, it, attack the, attack the lizard all you want. It's got its armor. And so it's not going to really work out for the ants. And, and plus, there's a good chance if you get close enough to it to try and attack it, it's going to eat you. So good luck. It's, it's a very good strategy in, in the animal kingdom, and that's why it's probably been around for as long as it has been. Um, almost like a, a lot of the reptiles these days, especially here in the southwest, in the desert of the southwest, uh, a lot of the reptiles are like living dinosaurs. And if you've watched my YouTube channel... You've seen the desert tortoise. You've seen the desert tortoise on my YouTube channel where I kind of do a lot of close-ups as much as I can. I don't like touching it because I don't like to disturb it. I don't want to stress it out. I don't want to... It's, a, it's, it's, it's very comfortable around people. It doesn't seem to mind very much about anything. However, if you disturb a desert tortoise in a way to where you stress it out too much, it will release its water. It will take a piss on you. And that's what you don't want to do. It has enough, it has a reservoir of water that it keeps on hand to survive underground. Um, 90, upwards of 90 plus percent of its life spent underground in a burrow, the desert tortoise. It could live 80, 100 years plus. It, it can just live forever because its metabolism is so slow or... Um, Plus, it's not uh, exposed to the elements, pollution, uh, predators, etc. And it has a shell. If, a, if something does come down its burrow, say a coyote makes it down its burrow, what the desert tortoise will do is kind of wedge itself sideways so that the coyote can nip at its like ribs. Okay, what are you going to do? Eat through a shell? Which is possible. Absolutely. If it's a juvenile desert tortoise then that might be a problem. In which case, it would just have to dig lower and get away from the coyote. But once that shell is hardened completely and it becomes an adult, after, a, I think technically it's about a year, not from juvenile to adulthood, but the, the shell becomes hardened after a year, then, yeah, you're going to have that, that armor, that defense mechanism to keep you from getting eaten. And in, in which case, the, the burrow can, can go down quite a ways. And if you're a coyote, you're not going to just dig all night long to try and get to basically a rock at the bottom. It can, 
um, take its head in its shell. It can take all its limbs in its shell. Uh, it's got scales and stuff. And, and, and it can hiss and it can make sounds. Um, it can probably run towards you. It, it, can, it probably has some other defense mechanisms as well, but it, it can hiss. And if you hear a hiss in a burrow and you don't know what it is, is it a snake? What is it? If it's hissing and breathing heavy, why would you try and attack it? And if you can't nip at it, you can't get through its shell, why are you going to waste your time? I'm sure they bite. And they got a sharp beak, too. If you get bit by that thing, they don't have fangs. No. But it's like a beak. You've seen a snapping turtle? It's like that. No, Desert Taurus is not a snapping turtle. But, you know, similar idea. A snapping turtle lives uh, is submerged underneath water, actually. And the desert tortoise is actually the opposite anyway. Now what do you guys want to talk about? What was I going to do? Talk about the news? <laughs> Saltines? Halfway through the episode and I'm railing on about reptiles again. I was talking about Father's Day. That's what I was talking about. An homage. This one's not an homage. We probably won't even get to the news. It's fine. Some people it is a big deal. I'll get to that later on too if I can. My explanation of when I always say, yeah, big deal. You know, some people, it is a big deal. When you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. I'll explain that thought, train of thought later. Here we go. An homage to Father's Day, 2023 version. Very, very different than last year. Very different than last year. I'm a different person than I was a year ago. So... I still appreciate my dad very much these days, but this is more of an honest, it's just an an honest recollection of what happened over the course of my life for Father's Day. And what my dad would do growing up, my parents were divorced when I was 10, so this happened in between the ages of 1 and 10. And we lived in Arizona. I was born in Arizona. So the whole time I was born in Arizona, yeah, between one and 10, okay? Because they actually lived in New Jersey. They're from New Jersey. Yeah, if you can believe it. Yeah. (laughs) From New Jersey. And they moved to Arizona. My dad would take us all, the, the neighborhood kids and myself, he'd take us all to the, to the river, the Salt River. Right over here, actually, um, it's called Red Mountain, the Red Mountain. It's called Red Mountain, and it's the Salt River, and you can fish. Well, I don't know if you still can now, but back in the day, you could. they used to have high school parties there and stuff, too. Um, I saw, I don't, I don't know if it was two, it might have been two girls fighting. I just remember driving out there, and, like, everyone's there, and I met up with, like, a couple girls, and, and, the, and these girls were much prettier than... Like, they were out of my league. They were, like, the, the popular girls. And they actually came and talked to me. And I was like, damn. Like, wow, this party's pretty dead. Or the total sausage fest that they're actually coming and talking to me. Like, the 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 awkward skateboarder. I actually just got done with a date. And we made out. I <laughs> went to a party. So, just, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> she was, dude, she was, she was, and she was out of my league, too. A girl I just got done with a date with. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Christina. She was, dude. And we made out and then just drove off. And I was like, okay, I'll see you later, babe. 
I dropped her off at her house, drove off to this party out by the river. And then two like blonde chicks start talking. They're like, oh, hey, bling. What are, you, what are you doing here? We've been here for a little bit. It's cool to see you. Glad you came by. And they're just like, damn. I should have known. They're probably drunk. They're probably drunk. And then a, a fight broke out. And then like the cops came. So I was like, yeah, let's go. I think I drove home alone that night, though. I don't know. But I used to fish right over there. That's my point. I could find the party just fine because I used to fish over there all the time. And my dad would take us. And what my dad would do... My dad used to work late on Friday nights. Okay? My dad used to stay at work late on Friday nights. Right? And on Saturdays... My dad, no, my, my dad had a regular job, nine to five, Monday, Monday through Friday job. My had my dad, and it was like a management job and he wasn't, um, it wasn't it, when, anyway, on Friday nights though, he worked late. You catching my drift here? <laughs> he would, my dad would come home late on Friday or my dad would sleep in the car in the driveway on Friday nights. Huh? You Okay. And pass out in the car. So he'd get us all, all the neighborhood kids together. Well, he didn't, okay. So he didn't want to get grilled when he came home late on Friday. Where you been? When you been? And I had to feed the kids. So where are you at? What are you doing? Huh? What's this? Who is she? Hmm? 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 I had to feed the kids. I take the kids to school. I take them out and pick them up from school. And yeah, you know, all you have to do is just go... Nom, 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 nom. So he'd just sleep in the car sometimes on Friday night. Maybe he was at work. Man, hey, what do I care? What do I care? That's, that's hey, that's, that's my dad's choice. Not mine. Not mine. So what do I care? Let him do whatever he wants. I, as long as, hey, if there's food on the table... I'm laissez-faire with stuff like that. My dad can make all the bad decisions or all the good decisions he wants or do whatever he wants to do. But when my life starts getting affected negatively, then, yeah, when we don't start going to school and yeah, get hit by in the face with a rock, yeah, we got problems, have a concussion, traumatized. I was eight years old. Anyway, so that's a different story altogether. And make this an extended version. Maybe a three-hour one. Yeah. Content, content, content. So my dad gets all the neighborhood kids rounded up uh, to go to the river. And it was only the hardcore ones. So it wasn't like my dad had to try hard. We didn't go knocking on doors like, hey, can your kids come with us? It was like, hey... Bling's dad's getting ready to go to the river. Can we go with him? Let's go grab your fishing poles, kids, and go ask him. And nine times out of ten, my dad's going to say, yeah. And if, if his car got too full, we'd take the van. We had a van. So if, if there were, like, neighborhood kids lining up around the street to come fishing with us, we're not, gonna, we're not inviting anyone. But if you, if you want to, come on. Yeah, let's go. But, yeah, we're not going to tie your lines. You know, you guys have to know what you're doing because we're not going to teach anyone. I kind of will now these days with kids. I'll kind of, yeah, but my dad wasn't like that. My dad's like, well, you got to do a nail knot here. You got to get some leader. He wasn't like that. My dad will drive us there 
and my dad will drive us home. He'll drive us to the good fishing spots, and then he'll drive us home. So what ended up happening almost every time was we had, we had like Native American names for the fishing spots. There's the big rock, there's the big tree, there was the river. <laughs> but we knew what it was. We knew what, like, okay, the big tree, okay, we'll meet you there, or, or we're going to go explore over this way and we'll come back to the big tree. Or the big rock was a... And ironically enough, there was a big tree at the big tree and there was a big rock at the big rock. And so that's why we called it Big Tree, Big Rock. Yeah. Very creative, I know. Very clever. We'll have to extend the episode because I can't get to the news. When my dad would get us there and we unloaded the car, we never really brought lunch. There wasn't a cooler. We just... We'd bring water or Gatorade, water or Gatorade, or we'd stop at, we'd stop at Circle K and get hot dogs. He'd get, he'd get us all hot dogs. You'd buy worms and hot dogs. And so we'd buy worms at the, the place, the, the Chinese place, and then we'd get hot dogs anyways. So we'd have some food in our bellies. And you get, it was, back then it was like two hot dogs for 50 cents. Two hot dogs for a dollar. I'm not kidding you. And like my dad could feed the entire neighborhood with like 20 bucks with, of hot dogs. Just like, it was two hot dogs for a dollar, I'm pretty sure. And so it's like, hey, come on, kids. Eight kids. It's eight bucks. 20 kids. You got 20. It's, yeah, feed the entire neighborhood. And my dad was, my dad's generous still. And so he didn't really, he, yeah, he agreed it's eh, whatever. So... He hit frugal. He would feed us hot dogs. We would buy worms. And the guy, the Chinese guy at the store, he looked like the Chinese, the, I don't know if he's Chinese, the Asian guy. He looked like the Asian guy in Tremors or in Big Trouble in Little China. He looked like that guy. Almost Mr. Miyagi, almost, but like he looked like Big Trouble in Little China and Tremors. Um, Chang or whatever his name was. Um, he he dumped the the worms out on this like thing, this like silver tray, to show us that the worms are still alive. And we poke at him a little bit. We're like, okay, yeah, these worms look right. I'll count them. And then he scoop up the worms, and my dad would pay. And then that was right by the river. And there was nothing else out there. Now there's like a Target. Now there's a Home Depot. But back then it was all desert, and it was all desert. Uh, there was no development. There was no apartments there was no what south mountain community college that 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 wasn't there or whatever it's called now red mountain community college or whatever it wasn't there it mesa community college red mountain campus okay jesus christ it it doesn't have to i everyone knows what i'm talking about we don't have to be specific all the time so get out stop hissing in my ear the sound guy the, the stuff that i have to deal with making this podcast the messages Gosh. So anyway, we'd get down to the water. We'd throw our lines in. We were fishing for catfish mostly. We would catch bass sometimes. I think there was actually trout in there at times, but it was we were we were catfish. We were fishing for catfish. And there were some big catfish in there, man, in that river. There could be some big catfish at times. 
but mo- mostly they were uh, like a foot to two feet long. They weren't they weren't huge. My my dad caught a few. Um, my dad caught a few big ones, but yeah, nothing too crazy. And we, we were usually pretty successful. We come home and cook them. But what my dad would do once we got everything out of the car, all the stuff out of the car, dragged it down to the the big tree or big rock. We started going to the big tree just because it was farther away from the parking lot. And he'd, he'd cast his line out. He'd bait his hook, cast his line out. He'd probably count the kids, see how many kids were there. And he's like, okay, I got to take nine. I got, I got nine kids here and I got to take nine kids home. And then there was never any girls, never once, not one time. I don't think, I don't think there was ever a girl with us once. I don't think so. It was always boys, always. And he probably counted the kids before he went to sleep. And then he put a hat over his face and then went to sleep underneath the tree, underneath the big tree. And then the sun would start to set and we'd all be in the water. <laughs> Dude, there was no lifeguards. There was no, sometimes helicopters would fly really, really low. Man, there were some times when Apache helicopters, the Boeing Apache plant was right there. And you get some Apache helicopters like flying just almost like just right there above the tree line, cruising down the river, just testing out the Apaches, flying them for the first time, testing them out, making sure they work and get the pilots. And you'd see the pilots. You could wave at the pilots and they'd wave back. You could see that's how close they were. You could see the pilots in the Apaches like flying down the river. And we weren't ever mad. We just scaring the fish. Hey, stop. Yeah. One time there was a B-29 or just one of those flying fortresses, like a World War II plane that came over Red Mountain, like flew over it, but like really low. And it just, it was huge. And then there was two like, uh, I don't know, P lightning, P-52, P-29, P-49 lightnings, droppings, droppings, I don't know, man. But he, 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 he was a good dad. Um, but that's sort of the responsibility that he took. And that's probably why I have my laissez-faire sort of approach to life as it is. It's like, well, he, he wasn't micromanaging us as kid. He'd get pissed when I'd mess up. And he'd get pissed if I got bad grades. He'd get pissed if I got bad grades. So I got good grades. I, he doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> when, I gradu- when I went to college um, and got two degrees, does he appreciate the fact that I have honor- high honors with one degree? Nah, not really. He doesn't seem to care about it. Does he appreciate the fact that I made the dean's list back in the fall of 2019, earning my other degree? Nah, not really. But I I got good grades. <laughs> Get into some news, see how long I can record it for. Anyway, happy happy Father's Day, everyone. Foul mood. Thinking about it now. I'm actually kind of hungry. I get a, like a Subway sandwich and like get extra onions and it won't taste the same. Can I get extra onions? Do you, have, you guys have lemon juice that you could put on the onions? Can I get an onion sandwich? Like an onion sandwich. I'm, I'm hooked on onions now. I want more onions. I need more onions. I need more onions, babe.
And Bam, can I get some more onions? Some fry sauce. Animal animal fries. <laughs> Let's get to some news now. Oh no, 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 hold on. Yeah, it is an extended episode. Uh I was gonna talk about why I always say to some people it is a big deal. Yeah, big deal. You know, some people is a big deal. Because there was a cops episode. And when we'd go fishing all day and come home, and then my dad would take us to the store or he'd go to the store, but but he'd always get a bunch of cola, Pepsi Cola, Bash's Cola, uh, Coca-Cola. You'd probably even stop at the corner freaking alleyway and get a little cola for himself, if you know what I mean. And then he'd come home. We'd have chicken wings and Pepsi. And then I would fall asleep watching Saturday Night Live, which my mom didn't want me watching. But I was like, I, I, would, I couldn't stay. It was like my eyes were so heavy from like almost drowning in the river without my dad's supervision. And like exerting my muscles so much to try and swim to safety and barely surviving almost every Saturday. I couldn't stay up past like 1030. I just couldn't. My eyes, I would fall asleep on the floor. My dad picked me up, take me to bed. But that's what we would do. And we would watch cops. And every Saturday, every Saturday, that was the routine. Or we'd gut the fish and have some fish instead of chicken wings if we caught fish. If I didn't let the fish go, I, I, I sometimes let the fish go. <clears throat> I, I, I'm a catch and release guy now, and I, it's called catch and release for a reason. Other people are too. They catch a fish, they release it. My family wasn't catch and release, and so sometimes I would get them off the chain. I would go like, come here, you catfish. Like, I'm setting you guys free. And then they're like, where'd the fish go? And they'd all just look at me and I, I'd just be like, uh, <laughs> it's like you let all the fish go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kinda, no, no. <laughs> they beat my ass, get my ass beat by all the neighborhood kids. <laughs> just freaking beat my ass like, like Lord of the Flies. I'm piggy and Lord of the Flies and get my ass beat. All right. We got more time. Yeah. We're doing an extended episode. Bonus episode. Boner episode. Good. Yeah. Piggy and Lord of the Flies. The ending of Lord of the Flies is intense, dude. It's almost like you can put yourself there. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but read up. Oh, read up. I think I actually just got White Fang by Jack London on audiobook. I'll have to check that out. Make a little, yeah, do whatever. Need to cancel some audiobook subscriptions. So anyway, we'd watch cops all the time. And one episode, I remember, it was a guy that looked like a disheveled um, Jim Carrey. He looked like a disheveled, beat-up Jim Carrey. And it was in Washington or Oregon. I, I'm pretty sure it was Washington, but it could have been Oregon where the cops episode was being filmed. Cops is filmed with the when, cops is filmed with the men and women of law enforcement. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And so this guy was under arrest for stealing stuff, burglary, whatever. And he looked like a he looked like a dirtbag. You wouldn't want him hanging around your house. You wouldn't want him hanging around your trailer. You wouldn't want him riding your bike. Because you're probably not gonna get it. You wouldn't want to give him anything. You're not gonna get it back. 
And the cop says, you're under arrest for burglary or blah, blah, blah. And he had stuff in his duffel bag. So they had the evidence. And he goes, you're under arrest for all these reasons. And then the Jim Carrey guy character, he looks at the cop and goes, big deal. So what? Big deal. <laughs> and the cop goes, well, to some people, it is a big deal. And then he kind of, then the Jim Carrey character kind of nods and, and was like, yeah, okay, you got me on that one. It's a good argument. And then he comes back with something even better and says, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. And then they said, okay, get in the car. <laughs> get in the car. But he's right, though. What are you going to do? Big deal? Like false arrest? And like, a oh, big deal. Crooked cops? Big deal. Hey, some people is a big deal. It's like, not if you're a crooked cop, not if you're lying about stuff. Okay, well, I've already got nothing. I got nothing to lose. So what are you going to do? Take me to jail? Charge me with more fake stuff? All right, cool. All right. So anyway, whenever I say big deal, some people is a big deal, big deal, some people is, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's getting hot up in here. I need to take off all my clothes. I need to take my shirt off. All right, so I've covered everything. We're a little bit over time here, but that's okay. You guys can turn it up if you want to. You guys can turn it off if you want to. I'm gonna just getting started still. And I've got a lot to do today. I've got some people to call. And I gotta I gotta try and figure out like how to cook those onions like I ate the other day, yesterday. It, um it was rice and onions, and there was a big slab of fish, but I was like, I can't eat the fish. It was fried fish, and I was like, I can't eat the fish as badly as I wanted to. I was like, I can't eat it. Uh, because I just felt too crappy. But man, I want to eat, I want to eat some onions, like just like yesterday. Because they were fresh and they were like the snappy kind, but they didn't, it, but they're like red onions, but they didn't taste, I don't know, something like caramelized onions kind of without, yeah, without the oil. I don't, dude, I don't know. Excuse me, man. Yeah. Well, babe, some people, it is a big deal, babe. Yeah. All right, let's get to the... Let's get to the headlines, shall we? I'm not going to read it all either. Blinken and Xi pledged to stabilize deteriorated U.S.-China ties, but the main U.S. request is rebuffed. Beijing AP U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken met on Monday with Chinese President Xi Jinping and said they agreed to stabilize badly deteriorated U.S.-China ties, but America's top diplomat left Beijing with his biggest task or biggest correction, biggest ask, rebuffed. Better communications between their militaries. Yeah, and China's like, you want, you want us to share information about our military with you? No. <laughs> no, go away. Go back home. We've, we're, we're planning World War III over here, if you guys haven't caught on. Yeah, how's that for some communication? After meeting Xi, Blinken said China is not ready to resume military-to-military -military contacts, something the U.S. considers crucial to avoid miscalculation and conflict, particularly over Taiwan. Uh, yeah, okay. And the communication, I'd say, is... Yeah, Blinken and Xi pronounced themselves satisfied with progress made during the two days of talks without pointing to specific areas of agreement beyond a mutual decision to something, something. Yeah, okay. 
There's a summit in Bali, 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 Bali. Anyway, next story. A search is underway for a missing submersible that takes people to see Titanic. A search is underway for a missing submersible. Did I forget the AP part? Yeah, they didn't do the AP part. They didn't do the... That's bad. Who? What journalist wrote that? They're supposed to do the... They're supposed to, to do the location and say AP. And they didn't do that on this particular one. Someone need Editing. Where's the editor? I need to talk to the editor. Let's start over now. Distracted by the the bad content. A search is underway for missing submersible that takes people to see Titanic. A search is underway for a missing submersible that carries people to view the wreckage of the Titanic, according to media reports. The U.S. Coast Guard told BBC News that a search was underway Monday off the coast of Newfoundland. Ocean Gate Expeditions confirmed it owned the missing vessel. We are exploring, quote, we are exploring and mobilizing all options to bring the crew back safely, close quote, the company said in a statement to BBC News. Quote, our entire focus is on the crew members in the submersible and their families, close quote. The U.S. Coast Guard in Boston did not immediately return messages sent by the Associated Press. In 2021, Ocean Gate Expeditions began what it expected to become an annual voyage to chronicle the deterioration of the iconic ocean liner that struck an iceberg and sank in 1912. The company said at the time that in addition to archaeologists and marine biologists, the expeditions also would include roughly 40 paid tourists who would take turns operating sonar equipment and performing other tasks in the five-person submersible. The initial group of tourists was funding the expedition by spending anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000 a piece. <clears throat> yeah, that's a tough gig, man. You need to make sure the batteries are charged on, on a situation in a situation. And you need to have redundancies in place. You need to have a backup plan. No, he floaties and life preservers aren't probably going to help you too much down there. You could try it. I don't know. It was hell. Hostage freed after... What? Can we... It was hell. Hostage freed after years in Africa recounts ordeal and frustration with U.S. response. Washington AP... The Islamic extremists drove up to the American missionary's home in Niger under the cover of evening, gunning down two guards who stood watch. Jeff Woodkey recalls seeing the muzzle blast and hearing the screams before being thrown into a pickup truck that then sped away. Excuse me. So began more than six years of captivity. <clears throat> a period in which he says he was beaten, locked in chains for hours a day, and pressured repeatedly to convert to Islam and endured self-imposed hunger strikes. Sound I can relate, minus the convert to Islam. It was hell, said Woodkey, 62, who was released in March. I think the hardest part was knowing that my family, if they were alive, they were suffering too. As time progressed, he said, he began to feel that it's better for me to be dead than continue putting them through suffering. And that feeling grew and grew and grew. The last year I was there, I was asking them to kill me. I can actually relate. I, I, I can really relate to this story, minus the conversion to Islam. But I'd probably say, like, yeah, I'll convert. You can call me Muhammad al-Muhammad. 
you can call me Mohammed al Mohammed Mohammed. But the ordeal he and his wife say was compounded by years of frustrating interactions with the U.S. government back home. Also, I can relate. They say they believe FBI officials withheld information about negotiation with the captors and provided what they felt was inadequate help. Yeah, and I would agree with that too. Money for ransom. The the agitation boiled over in a Zoom call weeks before Woodkey's release when his wife, Els, said she vented to Secretary of State Anthony about a ransom process she asserted favored the rich. Yeah. I said, eh, that's all I got on that one. I don't want to read more of that one. Because I can relate to it too much. And then you finally have to like reach out and write a letter. And they're like, well, this was in six years. Has it been six years? Okay, well. Held captive for six years. Because someone wants money. That's stupid. Give him the money. Get this guy back home. What are we waiting for? God. Mass shoot. Yeah, let me do it. Shoot me out of an airplane or um, let me jump out of a helicopter. I'll rescue him. I don't need a gun. I don't. I've already gone through enough training with that without a gun. I have out there with the cartels, with the Mexican cartels here in Phoenix. So get me in a helicopter. Get me a zip line. Drop me overhead. And let me take care of him silently. And let me get the let me get your guy out, okay? I, I won't. There's no security cameras. There's not anything like that. If you think I'm making it up, cool. It's worth a shot, anyways. If I die in the process, hey, <laughs> shit, <laughs> damn. Mass shootings and violence leave dead and injured across the, U- the U.S. this weekend. Was it in Phoenix? No, it wasn't. Mass shootings and violence killed and wounded people across the United States this weekend, including four people found dead of gunshots in a small Idaho town. Wait a minute. Idaho? Moscow, Idaho? A Pennsylvania state trooper killed in an ambush multiple people firing guns into an Illinois crowd, holiday crowd and bullets flying among teenagers partying in Missouri. Why wasn't there anything in Phoenix, though? The shootings happened in cities and rural areas alike following a surge of homicides and other violence over the past several years that accelerated during the coronavirus pandemic. Huh. This weekend also brought mass shootings in Washington State, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Southern California, and Baltimore. There's no question there's been a spike. In violence, said Daniel Najin, a professor of public policy and statistics at Carnegie Mellon University. Quote, there's no question there's been a spike in violence, close quote, said Daniel Nagin, a professor of public policy and statistics at Carnegie Mellon University. Quote, some of these cases seem to be just disputes, often among adolescents, and those disputes are played out with firearms, not with fists. Researchers disagree over stuff and cause of increase. Theories include the possibility that violence is driven by the prevalence of guns in America or by less aggressive police tactics or a decline in prosecutions for misdemeanor weapons offenses. Yeah, no, I would disagree with all those. I'd say that police are corrupt and it's not with less, it's not with less aggressive police tactics that that's not the case. That's, that's far from reality. That is... Far, 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 far detached from reality. Less aggressive police tactics. That's out of, that's, go back to school. You and Neil deGrasse Tyson, go back to school with that opinion. 
What else was said? Decline in prosecutions for misdemeanor weapons offense. Nope, that's not it either. It's stupidity. It's people being dumb. Is what it is. It's it's probably it's honestly probably video games if you think about it. And and it, it sounds like it, it. I hate to even say that because I don't want to take that position. But it's like, well, that's probably what it is. So I don't want to say that. I'm not against video games. I'm not against gamers. I'm not. A, but it's like it's that's probably what it is. On a, in a in a virtual reality in this tech technologically driven world that we're in, you just can shoot people. And you're talking to them over the over the internet, right? It's like, oh, gotcha. They die. They come back to life. The and that's it. And you're and you're shooting guns on this like virtual machine <clears throat> and killing people in the process. And so that's what it's turning into. It's just like it turns into this this game, but it's it's game over. <laughs> Fiercest fighting in years erupts in West Bank city of Jenin. At least five Palestinians killed. Jenin refugee camp, West Bank, a freaking P. Israeli military forces raided a refugee camp in the north, northern. Excuse me, I need to wet my whistle on this one. One more time. I didn't even listen to the last episode. So let's start over. Fiercest fighting in years erupts in West Bank city of Jenin. At least five Palestinians killed. Jenin refugee camp, West Bank AP. Israeli military forces raided a refugee camp in the north northern West Bank on Monday, igniting the fiercest day of fighting in years as Palestinian militants detonated roadside bombs and Israeli, Israeli helicopter gunships struck Palestinian gunmen to rescue troops trapped in the hours-long firefight. At least, that's what I'm talking about. Get me in there. I'll, I don't know if I'd do anything for Israel, but get me in there on a helicopter and I'll get, I'll get your guy out of Niger. At least five Palestinians were killed, including a 15-year-old boy and, over, of course, killing children, of course. And over 90 others were wounded. Palestinian health officials said seven Israeli soldiers were also wounded, the army said. The Israeli military said forces stormed into the Jenin refugee camp in the early morning to arrest two wanted militants. Okay. Yeah. They faced fierce resistance. Okay. Palestinian militants said they ambushed Israeli armored vehicles with explosive devices, disabling several vehicles with troops trapped inside. Israeli military spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Richard Eck described Palestinian militants' use of at least one powerful words about as very unusual and dramatic. Five mangled vehicles were stuck in the firefight for hours, requiring the military to dispatch helicopters as part of an elaborate evacuation operation. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Give me one of those helicopters. Let me rescue some people. I guess it's not fair for me to judge who I'm rescuing. Okay, Israeli, Palestinian, get me in a helicopter, drop me out on the zip line. I'll get in there. No one's going to see me. We'll get them out. I, do I have experience? What if things could turn... Okay, next, next one, next one. And this is the last one. What if things could turn out differently? How the multiverse got into our heads and didn't let go. Let's do things differently this time. Those are the first words you hear at the beginning of this month. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and otherworldly meditation on multiple realities and how our lives might unfold. The message is clear from the get-go. We have choices. Things could be malleable. You are you, sure, but wait, you might also be you and you and you.
that's going to be hard for me to read the rest of this one. <laughs> so I might have some difficulty reading the rest of this. The world is a stressful, sometimes lonely place, and more so at the moment when it wasn't supposed to be this way, has become a not uncommon mantra. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Okay, actually, let's read up. But what if things could turn out another way? What if somewhere they had entered the realm of the multiverse and alternate realities, one of the most glorified okay, canvases in popular culture's recent years, and a repository for the ache and <clears throat> excuse me, the the ache and longing of living in an era of uncertainty. No, hold on a sec. Hold on, I got it. I got to get it on. I got to get it on. I got to get it on. 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 Listen to me, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make love to you. Get it on in the morning now. Uh, alternative. Okay, that's all I got. Alternative unit. Alternate universes are everywhere these days. As long delayed opening weekend of, uh, yeah, a test. It's re regret changing. There is a deep hunger. Yeah, done. No, I actually have one more story. Wyndham Clark's U.S. Open win on Father's Day is also a tribute to his late mom. Los Angeles AP, the U.S. Open wrapped up as it always does on Father's Day. Golf's newest champion would be the first to tell people he's always been a mama's boy. Wyndham Clark's victory Sunday will be remembered for how a 29-year-old newcomer to the big time held off some of the biggest names in the game to stamp a poignant exclamation mark on a U.S. Open that had been, to that point, kind of hard to love. Clark's mother, Lisa... Died of breast cancer in 2013, a family tragedy that sent him spiraling. The wind brought with it a chance to share memories and a chance for I didn't show any... I like this, actually. I didn't show any emotion off the course, but when I was on the golf course, I couldn't have been angrier. Clark said of his state of mind when he first learned of his mom's diagnosis. I was breaking clubs when I didn't even hit the... Like, it didn't even hit a bad shot. I was walking off courses... He's leaving jobs. He's walking. Like, anytime he's just mad. And that happened 10 years ago. It happened 10 years ago, and he was mad. Excuse me, I get it. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends. It's an hour long. Extended. Thanks so much for listening. Tell all your friends. You guys are clueless. Go ahead. Yeah, now it's time for... This is... This, now it's time for my real job. Getting wrecked. Uh, nah, nah, I just only drink 7-Up and Sprite. I need to get that cooler out here. This is my favorite. My This is absolutely my favorite, favorite thing in the world right now. Like, if you were to ask me what my favorite thing in the world is right now, in, in, in my life right now, I'll say this is my favorite thing in the world right now. This. Oh. But not this. Not this part yet. Not this part yet. The part where I take the drink. I like opening it, I like it when it's cold, but my favorite part is this one right here, right, here, right now. And then I close my eyes. I close my eyes and I can just, I can feel it in my stomach. It's nice and cool. And then like my throat is nice and cool now, soothed. 
it's a hot day and oh the, i can hear the birds in the background making their beautiful screeching and squawking and squealing and screaming and freaking squawking making that noise and I, I just have there's like a moment of bliss there for a second where like it just it feels amazing it's probably like having an orgasm if you want the honest truth it's it's probably like having an orgasm except it's not it's a dry orgasm oh it's just and and keep in mind if it was out if it was an alcoholic drink if it wasn't seven up and sprite just drinking that that moment of silence that i'm not drunk that just if you have a drink of beer let's just say for hypothetically speaking let's just pretend that yeah let's just pretend i was drinking i'm not that's not going to make me drunk it's it's not the alcohol has to get into my bloodstream it has to get into my system it has to we you know it has to digest a little it has to go through my liver and we have to we have to do some steps here before the alcohol starts working so it's like well why if it was beer why do you love it so much because it's not getting drunk it's just the taste it's the i think it's knowing it's knowing that first sip that first sip tells me and lets me know that i'm about to get wrecked i'm about to get drunk if i wasn't drinking seven up and sprite that's what i would say but i said they only drink seven up and sprite now right maybe yeah I didn't even listen to the last... Um, yeah, it's like a dry orgasm. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Ha. 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 I yeah I'll talk about it in the episode but I actually haven't like kissed a girl or had sex in years now. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs>